Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Five months ago today, the Russians invaded Ukraine. And think of the damage that uh, Putin and his mob have done to that country and uh, Ukraine and its military standing up to the Russians punching way above their weight. And um, five months ago today, and Ukraine signed, as we know, just a few days ago, an agreement with the United Nations with Turkey's input to ship massive amounts of grain to a hungry world. Russia signed a similar agreement with the UN, also with Turkey's input. But less than 24 hours after signing, Russia is accused of firing missiles into the Ukrainian Black Sea uh, port city of Odessa, which is where a lot of that grain will be shipped from, if you can trust the Russians. Uh, we're joined by Ukraine's ambassador to Canada, Yulia Kovalev, is back with us. Ambassador, thank you for taking the time. Um, hello, Roy, and hello, everybody. And it's my pleasure to be with you um, the third Sunday in a row. That's right. Um, ambassador, today marks five months since the invasion of your country by Putin and his army. Would you just, to, to start off our conversation, speak with us about what has been done to Ukraine and the people of Ukraine? Yes, and it's really today, it's a five months since Russia started the war and with its maniacal desire to wipe Ukraine off the earth. And during these five months, Russia used a broad types of weapons, missiles, tanks, energy, food, nuclear security threat, disinformation, blackmailing, cyber attacks, and simply the open lies. And within uh, five months, uh, not only Ukrainians, brave men and women who are holding the line now, all Ukrainian community, but also the united democratic world stands with Ukraine. And uh, we see the historic uh, strict sanctions that were imposed for Russia for these five months. We see unprecedented military support that many of the countries uh, now uh, is providing to Ukraine. Uh, we see uh, the unity in the financial support to keep uh, Ukraine fighting for our land and for our sovereignty, but also for the security of not only the Europe, but also all the democratic world. And uh, since uh, the, since we are in a five months uh, of the full-scale war, um, this is important that both the Ukraine is uh, fighting courage and also this um, steadfast support is keeping through all of the, uh, the partners. And I think with this five months, it's now very obvious to many countries in the world that Russia is not only fighting Ukraine, Russia's weapons, including their energy weapon, including the food weapon, are reaching far beyond the Ukrainian borders. Uh, we see the unprecedented high food prices, historically high energy prices. We see the risk of famine in many countries of the world, including uh, the, the low-income countries of Africa and Middle East. And we need to understand that all this is a part of Russian war and Russia using many other tools except for the heavy weapons um, to fight with, with us as Ukraine, but also to challenge the, um, the democratic countries all, all around the planet. 
Yeah. Um, and obviously you need continued support. You need continued military support and weapons to fight the Russians. And you've done, your country has done and your military has done an amazing job over five months. It was expected initially that uh, your military might last three days. That was some of the prognostication going in in, in February. Ambassador, please, uh, let's look at what's happened over the last couple of days. Ukraine has signed an agreement um, to ship your grain. I believe it's millions of tons of grain. Signed it with the United Nations and with Turkey's assistance. Do you do you have concerns about being able to follow through on this, carry through on this? Because Russia and Putin, who signed a similar deal, not with Ukraine, but with the UN and, and with Turkey's participation as well, immediately um, Putin attacked Odessa. So do you have concerns about being able to follow through on the agreement that you signed simply because the Russians may not, may not step aside? Uh, look, we understand how much... Um, the necessity of food um, is required to many countries of the world. We understand together with our partners and, uh, and allies that um, weaponizing food is also providing the threat uh, on a global food security. And uh, we, are, we are desperately looking on different efforts and how to in- increase the grain export from Ukraine. From the very first month of the war, we already increased significantly the export from Ukraine through the Western borders. But there are the the limitations. So the export corridors that we developed together with our European partners are less than 50% of those volumes that were carrying through the Black Sea ports. So it's not enough. If we look on even the um, grain storage that is in Ukraine from the uh, previous harvest, it will take around six, seven months just to deliver this uh, previous harvest to the, um, uh, to the global market. And we are expecting the new harvest to come. So understanding this and that there is no other alternative um, than Ukrainian grain for these volumes in the next four or five years, we understand how much important it is to unlock the export through the Black Sea port. And Ukraine um, uh, were, is, uh, have done a lot of efforts for this to happen. And on Friday, there was agreement signed, as you mentioned, uh, with Ukraine and UN and Turkey, um, uh, so-called Istanbul Initiative, uh, to unblock the Black, uh, Black Sea port and to allow Ukrainian grain to feed many countries. But it took less than 24 hours for Russia to launch a missile attack on the port of Odessa and to undermine the agreement and break the promises that Russia has made to UN and to Turkey. Um, so actually, in case of the failure to fulfill this agreement, Russia will be a full responsibility for the deepening of the global food crisis. And I think now it's obvious for everybody that Russia terrorized the world with food. Yeah, and Russia as, as well is terrorized for, uh, Europe with energy. So on our side, um, we as, as this agreement was signed, we mentioned that implementation of this agreement is crucial. From our side, we are doing uh, everything about this uh, alongside with commitment that was signed on Friday. And uh, we will count on... Uh, on our own ability to deliver the grain, 
However, I think now it's obvious for everybody that any talks and appeasement of Russia just only gives Russia another um, another uh, attempt to attack not only Ukraine, but yeah. many countries of the world. Yeah. Ambassador, we talked about that, and uh, when these, those um, turbines were shipped from Canada to Putin, and he didn't need them for Nord Stream 1, we know that, but we talked about the uh, the sanctions perhaps being this being the first domino to uh, to violate or challenge the sanctions. Putin will take advantage of every opportunity he has. Your country with your grain will will um, will feed millions of people, and there is a huge concern. And the UN Secretary General has talked about this huge concern about famine in the country and the world if the grain from Ukraine is not gotten to. Uh, the people who need it. Do you have confidence that it's going to be possible to move the Ukrainian grain, the food the world needs, through your ports, even if the Russians get in the way? In other words, you're going to need help. Um, you'll need help from NATO. You'll need help from from the international community to get the Russians out of the way. Do you believe that help would be coming? Actually, um, that that is already uh, started to happen uh, with was the agreement that was signed uh, in Istanbul with Turkey and UN. Um, however, we see that actually Russia is not uh, is actually attacking uh, the the seaport infrastructure in Odessa region together with the recent attacks for the last two months on a um, big number of both the grain storage, grain infrastructure, and also on the uh, farmers' facilities. These precise attacks, to say nothing on putting the fire on Ukrainian wheat field, which is actually, I think, uh, to everybody, a very clear picture what Russia is doing with uh, putting at risk of famine many countries. Mm -hmm. Because this very clear picture when Russian army is putting the fire on tons of hectares uh, of the wheat field, so this wheat that could feed many countries, um, that, is, uh, that is another food terrorism, what we see. However, we understanding how much it is important and how valuable uh, every million of tons and every ton of grain from Ukraine is important on, uh, on a global market. And for many countries that uh, have been exporting this grain uh, for their consumption, we are both increasing the Western uh, route uh, to export and also preparing uh, uh, to, to open the ports. Of course, these uh, attacks within less than 24 hours after the um, initiative was signed. Um, it's a very sober. I think everybody now in the West needs to, to look sober on Russian uh, attempts, on Russian real, real attempts. Uh, but from our side, we are continuing to uh, prepare for the grain export and uh, it's going to start with one port uh, with the port of Chernomorsk uh, and then we will see how the things uh, move on mm -hmm. but of course in uh, in this preparation for the food export uh, supply of addition of weapons and supply of uh, especially of heavy weapons is crucially important for Ukraine to hold the line on the front line to protect the sea coast, um, because now everybody understands that uh, the protection and Ukrainian control over the sea coast of the Black Sea 
it's a matter of global security. Yes, not it only is. For, for the security of Ukraine. Yeah. Ambassador, after five months, so five months today, Russia invaded. After five months, do you have a sense that your military, that Ukraine, with the assistance of NATO nations providing you with weapons, including heavy weapons, do you have a sense that you'll be able to push the Russians back and hold them back and maybe push them back into, into Russia? We, and actually we, we see the development, uh, significant development of the heavy weapons supply for these five months. Uh, Ukraine is now getting more and more NATO standard weapons, and many of them are those, if we look back for the last four, five months, at the beginning of the war, uh, there were many countries who said that we, we, were, we are not going to supply you these weapons. But because of the courage and, it, uh, and because of the well-prepared Ukrainian soldiers, they are now very effectively using these heavy weapons that have been supplied to Ukraine uh, from all of our partners and uh, they are very uh, in a very short period of time they are educated and well trained on how to use this and it's now very obvious on the front line uh so with uh, with for example u.s HIMARS that were supplied to ukrainian soldiers and are a- now able to destroy uh, all the uh, weapon supply chains uh, in an occupied regions and uh, and the heavy artillery, which was uh, also uh, supplied to Ukraine, including from Canada, that makes it different on the front line. Yeah, I'm sure and it does. I'm sure it does. Uh, Ambassador, we have two minutes. Um, have you had more discussions with the Canadian government? Things weren't all that um, comfortable after Mr. Trudeau decided that it was going to be acceptable to move those gas turbines from Montreal back to uh, to Russia, as Putin demanded and Germany pleaded for. Have you had more discussions with this country, and, and how are relations with Canada right now? So we do value a big support and big push that uh, that uh, Canadian government has done in many of the areas of the sanctions. With particular turbine, I think now we everybody see, including the, the Germany, uh, that Russia, using the energy as a weapon, so even if this turbine was uh, released, which we consider is, uh, is was a mistake, um, the gas flow to Europe didn't restore at, uh, at a level that uh, was uh, was supposed to. Actually, with the turbine or without the turbine, now the gas flow to Germany is on a very low level, and there is still a threat that uh, that Russia will stop delivering gas to Germany at all. So we see that any of the step backs from the uh, sanction regime has the counter effect. So it allows them to Russia to demand more. And the consequences of delivery of this turbine to Germany um, actually has no impact on the gas flow. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.